All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. If you guys are tuning in, we have another action-packed episode on Mindset Masters in Marketing. Today is episode four, right? Four episodes in. Super excited to get this bad boy rolling, get it going. So today we have a, a super special guest. Somebody I've really wanted to get one-on-one with and get to know a lot more. Um, his name is Mr. Chris Whitehead. This guy's an elite apex business, high-performance business coach. He's got multiple groups on his own, multiple businesses. Today, I want him to share his knowledge of his journey and the different things that he do- does in his business and in life to not only help himself, but others become mindset masters and marketing experts. So without further ado, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you coming on, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Will, I really appreciate you having me on. And for everybody that, you know, hears this episode, one of the things that is my biggest takeaway, and this is all of life, right, is some of us have more years, uh, which would be culminating experience. And sometimes you have younger bucks who have the new fresh ideas. And I think when you mix those two things together, you can have an absolute explosion. So I believe what you're doing, uh, bringing in marketing with the mindset and leadership development. um, That's very much how I began 20 years ago. And, um, and it's just something that I just keep doing because it's like everything we were talking about this right before we started everything that I look at, I look at from that perspective, you know, I, I see when people are selling themselves and they don't think they're doing it. And what I've come to understand is that every conversation is a sales conversation one way or another, and it's just influencing people. So my goal uh, as a consumer is to have the best marketers on the planet so that I'm entertained um, all my way into knowing, liking and trusting someone so I can buy something Uh, instead of having to watch these horrible infomercials where, you know, people are pretending. Uh, So I, I appreciate you having me here, man. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure, man. You, you know, you do a lot of great work out there. You know, I think you're going to bring a lot of value to the to the listeners. Um, talk a little bit about like who you are, like you're, you know, how you got started. You talk about 20 years ago, how you, you know, so when you started with marketing, right? Like talk a little bit about yeah. your, your journey, like, you know, where you are from then and now. So um, at the time of the recording, I'm 48 and I started my first legitimate business with an EIN at 24 years old. So that was half my life ago. And honestly, I started as an entrepreneur at 16. Uh, I remember uh, getting all of my lifeguard certificates, everything that I needed in order to become a lifeguard took like four months or so, five months. And then I got my first summer job and it was making like three fifty an hour. Yeah. And, um, and I, on the summers I would go up and I'd visit my dad and he lived in Northern Virginia in the suburbs and he got me a lawn mowing job and will, I made $35 in an hour. So it was like, all right, three fifty an hour or $35 an hour. And I said, I'll take, I'll take the Walkman and the cassettes and, you know, put the headphones in and mow for an hour all day long over, you know, sitting by a pool, watching people, you know, swim. And that led to washing cars and, ultimately, even when I was inside of jobs, like I was, a, I was working as a waiter in a restaurant when I was in college and they paid me extra money to like write pretty art on the blackboards that for the specials for the day. And so I was constantly finding ways to make extra money. The challenge was, um, everything that I did in the conventional sense, like it didn't pay well. 
And what I would do is I would look further up the road, 10 or 15 years for the people that were in charge of us. And I would, you know, I would see how much hard work they put in. And then I would ask them a question like, you know, would you mind telling me as I move up the ranks here, what I could expect to make? And they would tell me the number. And even though it was six figures back then, I was kind of like, man, I don't want to do what you're doing for that kind of money. So at 20, at 24 years old, I stepped out onto my own in a, in a, like, dude, I jumped into remodeling. Yeah. I had no, I think I'd helped my dad build a deck once, you know, I, I knew nothing about it. And I went out and sold a deck job and it took me like four times as long. And, you know, but I was so happy. I remember I charged $4,400 and it took me like me personally and one other helper. Uh, it took me like two weeks to do that job, but I was so, so happy to be doing something for myself that, you know, here we are today on a multi-million dollar remodeling company. We're a design build company. So basically somebody comes in with an idea and we draw it up and then we go build it. Um, and I own three other companies as well, because what I found is, and by the way, it only took me like 20 years to figure out one. Once I figured out one, it was easy to put more together. But what I found when I found the foundational principles of how business is built Um, I found it very easy to jump into other arenas where I had opportunity and to become successful very, very quickly. So like for me, and and I think it's been said before, like the first million is the hardest to make. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely true, dude. I just wish I hadn't have uh, invested 20 years of my life to get there. The next four have been absolutely amazing and we're still on a trajectory for growth and I'm blessed for it. But I just didn't know what I didn't know, you know? And, um, and so the only thing I'm really proud about is I just didn't quit. I never quit. Yeah. And I think, you know, important that you mentioned early on is you tried a lot of different things. You got a little taste for it and you kept trying and then you found out what you're really good at. And I'm assuming that's remodeling. Yeah. Cause you have a beautiful business, right? Yeah. Except I don't work in it. Like I work maybe one hour a month in my company. Yeah. <laughs> it runs itself. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I encourage a lot of the listeners to try many things. Don't listen to the masses, right? You know, if you've got an idea, if you want to go out and start your own business, get yourself ready to take that leap. But most importantly, take the leap. You know, don't let people, you know, scare you out of, you know, chasing your dreams because that unfortunately is the majority of people around. <laughs> so, you know, you got to surround yourself with, you know, people like Chris, myself, people that, you know, we want to show you how to, you know, build your mindset up, build your business strong, build your family strong. These, all these pieces, like what he was saying are foundational pieces for growth in life and business. Talk a little bit about that. The foundational things, the core values, the the characteristical, you know, the characteristics that a person must have in order to start a business or just become successful. It doesn't even have to be business. It could be just in life, like to have a fulfilled, fulfilled life, a happy family, right? Like what do we all strive for? You know what I'm saying? So that was the main reason you know, about a decade ago, maybe 12 or 13 years, I started in personal development as a business. Like that was my first second business, so to speak. Right. And, uh, and it was online and I created programs. Um, my flagship program is activating my purpose. And what was, well, what was funny is that I was the one that needed the personal development the most. Right. Um, but one of the things that I see people make, and, and I do coach a lot of people, and, I, and just so that everybody knows, it's like I, I coach like high 10-figure earners. Yeah. 
you know, I, people that are making multi, multi, multi millions of dollars a year. That's not what their business gross is. That's what they're bringing home. Big, and big I also happy. coach and I also coach people that are just starting out. Right. The one characteristic that I've seen of successful people is they will go find a market and they will shape their idea to what a market needs instead of taking an idea and trying to first create it. And the reason that I say that, and not that I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from doing what they feel called to do, but imagine this. If other blue check companies, blue chip companies have spent millions, if not billions of dollars identifying a marketplace, it's usually easier for you to start by making the wheel a little bit rounder instead of making a new kind of wheel. And that way you don't have to invest your money and your time into developing the marketplace because it already exists. The customer base is already there. So that's a clue. Number one, when you're starting out from ground zero, usually that brand new idea of like inventing cornflakes, it's going to be a tough road if nobody's ever done it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying be fully prepared for it. And, you know, for me, the reason I go back to those foundational things, which was the question that you asked is um, I didn't, I wasn't aware of any of them. Like, I just like, okay, somebody needs decks built. I'll go put up enough flyers as before the internet, I'll go put up enough flyers and, you know, shake enough hands and try to manipulate people into taking my business card or whatever I had until somebody said yes. And, and I get a deck built. I didn't understand core values. I didn't understand, you know, who I was. I didn't understand what price I was willing to pay because I kind of saw owning a business as an either or, like either I have to have a job or I can make a business successful. And so it became a very transactional thing to me. Mm. But over the next eight years, while I sucked a tailpipe and barely made enough money to survive, I started asking myself, is this the lifestyle that I'm willing to really go for forever? Like, let's say I never really make the financial success that I want. And what I found personally is that, man, this is just who I am. I am an entrepreneur at heart. I am the kind of person that wants to bet on myself. I am the kind of person I'll get up every day for that opportunity to bet on me versus walking into a factory and having them dictate to me how my life looks. It's just the way I look at life. And once I made that commitment, so that's called burning the ships, right? Yeah. Once I made that commitment, that's when I started looking for people that were at my level and above to work with me. The next challenge to that was, well, how do I compensate them? So there was scarcity mentality for a long time. And that dove back into that personal development. Like, okay, if, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I've never made a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I don't even know if my company can do that. I have to have a vision large enough in order to encompass people like that. And so I realized that inside of me, I had to raise that threshold or that thermostat for what I thought I was worth. And that's, it sounds simple. You and it is the person that you want to attract, right? Yeah. You want these high net worth people. You got to be the attraction. It's the same thing in your relationships with your wife. You know, you know, you're trying to attract a girlfriend, right? You have to become yeah. that person. If you always have problematic relationships, you're always having issues in your business. It goes back to that self inventory. You got to take, you know, look at yourself. Yeah. Right? The common denominator and all that is you. Right. Always. And, and so, so eventually 
as I started trying to expand outward, all of the arrows started pointing back to inward stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got to a place where I did define my personal core values and they happen to be integrity, information, innovation, and income. And we can talk about that if you want, uh, because that's actually a formula that I teach people. Um, And what I realized, man, was by me understanding what my core values are, well, they're necessarily the same core values that I bring into the business with my name on it. Mm -hmm. And so then instead of me trying to find the best fit for the job, what we call assignment, Mm -hmm. I started looking to align with people that had similar core values to me. And as that happened, we started creating an army. We started creating leaders. Yeah. Like we did the same things. So it's so crazy. The little things that you don't know, but when implemented, it's just the same. The, the amount of transition that, that happens in your business, in your life, when you d- up define that and you live and you die by that, mm-hmm. but continue on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But oh, so, to you know, I'm a big proponent. Um, when you look at people that are wealthy and successful, um, they're very good managers of their time. Mm-hmm. And for me, believe it or not, so my parents were are di- divorced. They got divorced when I was two, but I was always between them and I, and I was the only child with them. And I was 10 years older than the next siblings that I had from uh, future marriages with my parents. So I had to mow both of their lawns. And one of the things that I did is I would mow the lawn multiple different ways to see if I could do it faster. So that was the beginning of this concept. And then over time, I learned, I learned to scale by doing one action and letting it touch five, seven, 10, 20 different opportunities. And what I found is if I focused on those critical tasks, these other things got taken care of. So as an example with core values, as I was exploring my core values, well, I'm also married. So now I'm having conversations with my wife. And now I'm learning where I'm not in integrity. I'm learning where I talk about it a lot, but maybe I'm not, there's blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so instead of me taking the time to go beat on my employees or beat on my clients or beat on my friends or whatever, I took the same amount of effort, actually probably less. And I just started focusing inward and saying, what can I do to be accountable to myself? What can I do to be accountable? It's because if I'm accountable to me, then I'm going to be accountable to Robin and I'm going to be accountable to my children. I'm going to be accountable to my employees. I'm going to be accountable to my clients. And they see um, that and, too. Yeah, everybody yeah. sees it. Yeah. And, and they so, become more accountable, is what I found as well. So that was the only way that I affected long term change in people that run with me is that as I changed me, the people either left me mm-hmm. and usually blame me for it or they decided to stand with me and run. And that is how we've grown multiple companies and a lot more income and have a lot more influence because now it's kind of like, we, we know everybody's in social media. Yeah. So, so do I want to go to local networking groups and shake hands? Yeah, I guess maybe I'd have some of my guys do that. But when I can put one message out on social media and touch hundreds of thousands of people, it just makes sense. So now Instead of spending my marketing time focused on singular transaction relationships, I'm going to start focusing my time on learning how to be very proficient inside of social media Mm -hmm. because it's where my clients reside. And as I get better at that, eventually I work myself out of a job. 
And so those are the, the success principles that are foundational that I just started stepping back and taking a deep breath and going, man, instead of running down and tagging one cow, why don't we just walk down and grab all of them? Mm-hmm. And it works if you can learn to be patient. It works if you can learn to trust your gut. It works if you can learn to ask yourself tough questions like, I keep doing the same thing and I keep getting the same result. Why do I keep doing the same thing? But a lot of times younger entrepreneurs, and I know I was guilty of it. You're running so hot and heavy just to make next week's payroll. Yep. Just to pay yourself that you'll go do something completely out of integrity to the core values of not only you, but your business and you'll make a dollar, but it costs you 10. Yeah, and you don't even, you're not even aware of some more reputation points later. Yeah. Something stupid just to get that dollar. It goes right. back to not being transactional in business. This is the one reasons why, you know, probably why I'm not a millionaire yet because I'm not super transactional. I'm really like so hands on with my clients. I'm really looking to over deliver. Right. Um, just really trying to do as much as possible for, for everyone. But, uh, you know, don't be transactional with people, right. In your business and in life, you know, show, have, have empathy, you know, but most importantly, identify who you are. That's a lot of things I had to do in my business. And, you know, especially this, I think we're in the fourth year now in business. And as we grow, I, I was doing exactly what you were talking about, right? Just, you know, doing the task, making sure we're making payroll. We hire employees, they come and go. We wonder what the hell's going on. Well, maybe it was just them, right? You know, <laughs> always having an excuse for why it wasn't growing instead of looking at the leader, which is me, right? Ideally. So, it all comes back to the leader, right? I'm the leader. I agree. The ship fucking sails and sinks with or without me. You're like, yes, it's with me, basically. It's like, you know, you, you have to take ownership in your mindset, in your business, in your life. You know, if you're just now starting out, one of the big things I had to do was don't play a victim in your life. It, you know, some people, we all have humble beginnings. We, we come from different backgrounds, right? So, you know, some have more struggles than others, but, you know, that doesn't have to define you right? Turn your liabilities into assets. Say, I am the person I am today because of the things that I went to, right? Use those as fuel. But most importantly, you know, just identify what you want to do and, and take that leap, right? I think, I think that's a major um, stumbling block for a lot of people. Um, you know, we certainly our um, Robin and my relatives, they they see what we're doing. I mean, it's kind of hard to miss it, man. <laughs> you know, um, we're, we're constantly posting on social media that we're traveling here and speaking on this stage or Robin and I are going on this vacation or, you know, we, we live a very different lifestyle than the average human being. And it's amazing about five or six years ago, I started hearing rumors that our relatives wanted to start a business. Well, that's cool. And then four years ago, I heard the same one. And three years ago, I heard the same one. And two years ago, I heard the same. See, I keep hearing that they're going to start. You're slowly transitioning over. That's good. No, they're not slowly transitioning over. What they're doing is finding reasons not to take the, the, the leap. And, and, what I'm, oh, what I, okay. yeah, and what I suggest is this. It's never going to be a comfortable transition. It's going to be like, you know, coming from your warm house and jumping into a pool of two degree water. 
It's going to be, it's going to be like being dropped off of a ship in the middle of the ocean and it goes away and you don't see land in sight. That's how fucking business feels when you first start. It just is what it is. And you're going to have a real fucking gut check to see if you really are made of what you say you're made of to get it done. That's why it's so God bless it important to be a part of networking groups with people with similar core values because you can go a lot faster, a lot further. A lot sooner by learning from other people's mistakes. And here's what is important. The networking groups that you will join will be based upon the core values that you have. So if you get butt munched by a networking group, it's because you deserved it. It's because you decided that that's where you wanted to be. So there's no reason to get upset when you get kicked out. There's no reason to get upset when drama is created or anything like that. Because like you said, life is happening for you. Mm -hmm. You're either winning or you're learning. And if you don't look at it that way, as an entrepreneur, you'll be one of the 95% that doesn't make it. How have I been here for 24 friggin' years and I've made it? The things that I'm telling you right now are important. I'm going to tell you something else. 99% of people get so self-flatulating looking in the mirror about what kind of money they're going to make or what do they need to do? They never create systems for their business. Mm-hmm. They never optimize their business. They never look at where low hanging fruit is. You know, a dollar saved is a dollar made, man. But people aren't practical. They're like, if I just had this many leads, man, I can get you a thousand leads a month easily. You Easy. couldn't handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crush your business because you don't have a structure in place to deal with it. So when we start to ask the right questions, the answers magically appear because they're every, the answers are everywhere nowadays. They weren't always like that, bro. They just weren't, trust me. But now they're everywhere, but people are asking the wrong questions. And that's why when you start getting around people that are more successful than you and you just listen, you don't have to do much and you listen to what they say, it'll start reframing your brain to start asking better questions. And here's what I found with just about every highly, highly successful entrepreneur that I work with. They always come back to talking about foundational, fundamental, simple stuff over and all of the mundane, boring shit that nobody wants to do. But that is how you become wealthy. And once you migrate through that process, then you can start being creative with what you do. That's just my advice. Spitting fire all day. Chris, you're fucking on fire, baby. But that that was been the biggest thing for me in my life was mentors. One of my biggest mentors, my first one was 26 years old. I was in a small town, Hickory, North Carolina, doing everything I could to make money, did construction jobs, did labor and did all that shit, right? 2008 hit, 2009, you know, crashed out, no more construction work, right? You know, we starting to figure out what am I doing wrong? A lot of us work our ass off before we own a business, right? Like I was working two, three jobs. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why am I not getting successful? Like, why is, <laughs> what is happening here? It's because of the mindset wasn't trained properly. I was in the wrong vehicles. I was in the wrong atmospheres. All these things subconsciously impact the way you operate in your day to day. When I started, when I started developing myself, you know, investing in self-development books, you know, a lot of the Grant Cardone stuff that, you know, he puts out, uh, you know, this is one thing that the very first thing he said was, when's the last time you invested in yourself? I learned that the, somebody, he asked me that 
and that was the very first time I pulled out my credit card and said, you know what, you're right. How many times have we invested fucking money in TVs and, and, and video games and, and bullshit, drinking on the weekends, shit that costs way more money than things that, w- that it would take to develop your personality and your, your mindset and your business? Way more, right? So think about that. If you guys are listening, when is the last time you actually invested in yourself, your, your growth? If you haven't, no, it, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. It always boils down to scarcity mindset, why people don't do things and conditioning. You know, you got to understand something. Most likely your parents, and yes, that's you listening to this, by the way, most likely your parents, certainly early education, even going into college. We have kids in college right now. So I know this to be true as well. They condition you to be a consumer. Mm -hmm. They do not condition you to be a producer. So you got to think about something. Consumers are shown the dream, but they're often not given the vehicle for it. What they're given is the carrot and the stick. They're given a hamster wheel. They're given Mm -hmm. just enough to keep going for something without ever actually achieving it. It does not matter whether you have a job or you own your own business. I promise you this. If you will take the time and it doesn't matter, there's so much beautiful information. It started back in the 40s and 50s. And actually, it started thousands of years ago. But in modern day, it started back in the 40s and 50s. Napoleon Hill, writing about Think and Grow Rich. You know, there's so, Bob Proctor was one of my early mentors. And I could go Norman Vincent Peale. I could go Earl Nightingale. I could go on and on and on about those. I was sitting outside of homes, painting them with the sprayer and back brushing them with an MP3 player and before that a cassette player and before that or before the DVD player was the cassette player listening to audio tapes and not understanding that what was happening is I was getting brainwashed and I needed my brainwashed. I needed to start understanding how successful people think, not a consumer because successful people are producers in life. And what I mean by that is they built abundance so much into their thinking that they don't worry about giving to other people. In fact, what they understand is the more that they do that, it's planting seeds. And in time, those seeds harvest, you get fruit and you get a lot more seeds. So you can plant them again. Again, it's intelligent thinking, abundance thinking, but we have to transition, especially when we're coming from a job into our own business, we have to transition into thinking abundantly instead of thinking from scarcity. And the bottom line is this, dude, you hit the nail on the head. Think about tobacco, think about drinking, think about fast food, coffees that cost $5, movies that we used to go to, Redbox that you forgot. Hell, when I was back in the day, it was Blockbuster, and you could end up paying $50 for a rental because you didn't return it for two and a half weeks. That's a real story. Um, But long and short of it, you have the same ability to invest money as anyone does. Most of us do, but people are choosing it to do it in temporary pleasures with no long-term thinking. And that goes back to, I left a clue with everyone. I take actions now where I take one action and it affects seven to 10 to 12 to 20 areas. 
That's what a smart person does. That's what a producer does. And I, I must do that now because I have a lot of employees, a lot of people that look up to get paid. So I can't jump back into the ranks and, you know, what are you doing today? And what are you doing today? And I wonder if we're going to get paid. That doesn't work in my business. You know, I have to be out in front, which means I have to value my time. And I'm telling you, if people will get serious about it, I would imagine within one to two years, you can accomplish what the average person would take 20 to 30 years to accomplish just by focusing on the mindset. Having the right mindset, the discipline mm. to show up, mindset. show up every single day, right? Surround yeah. yourself with people that want to help you win. This is why Apex is so big for me and, and a lot of people. It's the network. We're all going through the struggle of whatever it is. Like nobody's having a peachy keen fucking happy life every day of the week. All right. We're all go through this. Okay. So like if we, Apex is a great support, you know, for letting us all know, like, yeah, there's downs, but the winds they're here too. keep striving, keep pushing, get, keep going. Right. So we all share what, what the growth, the growth points in which you're scaling in your life and in business. Right. Cause there's like levels to this shit things he's talking about right now. You know, taking one action to, you know, to take care of seven at once. I mean, that's that's massive level type stuff, right? So, you know, you guys get get, get there one day, but uh, you know, it, ta- it, ta- it takes time. And and but what you're saying is absolutely true. I've never been part of a network where people that are making twenty, thirty, forty million dollars a year are willing to write a post on social media inside of our private group and share some knowledge. I've never personally been a part of that. But when I did join, when I did join it and I've been fortunate enough to go up through the ranks and now I'm the director of the executive coaches of the entire organization. And that's not just of apex. That's a break free Academy. Um, and, and I get to talk to all the coaches. I get to talk to any clients that I want to, I get to listen and I'm like, man, what does it feel like to be in your mid twenties, starting your business and having people like this shower knowledge? What happens if, if you listen to three, four, 500 things in a year and you take action on two of them and they actually hit? I, know I didn't a, have that when I was that age. I started when I started getting all that around 26. So it's been about seven or so years. Uh, but if I didn't have that, I'd be lost. And it's funny because like each year that, you know, we grow like this is just for me. But like, you know, we'll go through, you know, every year, every six months, it seems like if I'm not investing myself, you start, I start to feel it. Like if I'm not growing, I'm dying. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's, just a, it's just an intuition. When you start to invest in yourself and you start to grow and you start to see the wins. Well, when you start to see things changing and you're like, well, what's happened? Well, did you stop investing in yourself? Right. Like go back to the basics. Right. Right. Go back to uh, learning more. That's what it's all about. Just continue to, to learn. And that's what worked for me because we always hit those plateaus. Well, okay. Well, what do we do here? Then we'll come back to the network. Well, now we learn to the next stages, right? Like, so it's, it's like getting education without having to go to university. And to be honest with you, it's better than university. You it's know, practical. Network, yeah, it's actual real time. You know, universities can't keep up with marketing and books. And like, come on, the marketing changes every three to six months. That's one thing that you can't keep up with. And then <laughs> just, just overall business acumen, learning from actual business owners, real time, each and every day, going through the same problems that you either going through now or have gone through, Right. I mean, that's, that's better than any freaking university can ever give. I mean, I'm sorry. And so, and so, and so it, it begs the question, well, why, why, what, why aren't there more of them? Why did you do it this way? Well, think about this. And, and so the founder of, you know, Apex is Ryan Stuman. Um, 
why would Ryan really help people instead of just selling them stuff, which is what most people do? Because when people like me and people like you take that information and we actually grow our business, we're going to attract people back to that organization and we're going to continue to bring higher and higher and more intentional people into that organization to make it better and better. And I'm at a place now where we do have kids that are, you know, 19 years old and the kid that's 20 or uh, 18. And I'm thinking about a legacy. I'm thinking about, well, what if, and, and one of our kids is starting his business and he's actually becoming like one of the coaches for the apex youth. Yeah. Wow. You know, why, why was I willing to make sure that I help people become successful? Well, he's my reason why. And then what if you become successful on a massive scale? How many people can you affect and how many people can you bring in? So this takes mature thinking mm-hmm. and it really takes legacy thinking. So one of the things that I learned, and this was going from scarcity to abundance mindset, is if you aim for the stars, you might land on the moon. Well, most people are just aiming for the moon so they get stuck in space. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the concept of 10X. So if, if, and, and really ponder that, and this is how you can focus on it. When other people come to you with ideas, do you immediately start negating them? Do you immediately start figuring out why they're stupid and why it won't work? Are you the kind of person that cheers people on? Or are you the kind of person that secretly gets jealous about it and stews because you're not having the success that you want? There, there's so many things that as you're pointing one finger, three are dangling back at you. And if you start really paying attention to that, you can start clearing that mechanism to allow better information to come in so that you can actually land on the moon. Yeah. So stop consuming negative bullshit. If you've got friends or family members, Keep them at arm's length. You know, if you got social media, this is the biggest thing with our Apex family is everybody's everybody's friends. We all see everybody's feeds. So most of the time it's positive. Even if I see anything that's pretty negative driven or something that's trying to like attack people, defriend them, get rid of them, cut them out, cut out the negative. Right. Um, you know, those are all really good tips, man. Appreciate it. Beautiful. Man, he's been coming with some fire today. Mindset masters in marketing. This is uh this has been gravy, man. Um we could talk all day about this stuff. I mean, you're just a plethora of knowledge. I mean, for all the listeners listening, you know, reach out to Chris. If you guys ever need anything, this guy's an expert in business and in life. I'm sure he can guide you on where you need to go. Um, Chris, you want to give like any tips or like any last little takeaways here for the, for the listeners? Yeah, I'll, I'll give one on marketing since we've talked so much on mindset. Um, and there's a clue, everyone. <laughs> 80, 90% is mindset and 10% is marketing. Cause if you get your mindset, right. Your marketing gets a lot easier too, by the way. Yeah. Um, but marketing, paying someone to drive leads for you to your great idea is a really, really good way to invest a lot of money and never get a return on it. Why don't you instead learn to test it organically? Why not instead learn to communicate with people like in social media, even just meeting up and talking to people to find out if your idea is good, to find out when you ask this question, do their eyes light up? When you give them this response, do they yawn at you and look at you like you have three heads or do they look at you and lean in a little bit? Those are all the signs 
for you then to hire someone who knows how to put all the ones and zeros together in your email campaign after in your back end and all that other stuff that you need, that's then a good time to hire that person to then start driving traffic for you to your ad because you've already proven with a smaller group, organic group, that it's going to work. And I've seen so many people that are ignorant in business hire people for marketing, thinking that that marketing person is going to be their answer. And the truth is, is they can be their answer. But if you haven't done your due diligence, that person, that marketing person is there to drive leads to you. They're not there to help you close them. Right. They're not there to help you run the system. And they're certainly not there to tell you whether or not your particular idea is going to sell. Nobody knows until you throw it out there. So do yourself a favor and figure out how to get your offer out there to see how it shows up and give yourself one to six months of doing that to start seeing a result develop organically, because then we can turn the traffic on or you can turn the traffic on for people and really crush it for them. So Uh, what are some ways that you would, you know, go about that in the organic approach, right? Like, there's a whole course and well, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you the first thing. So there's a process with a media marketing message where about 80% of the time you need to build no like trust. So mm-hmm. talk about your family, talk about what you believe in, talk about working out or going to a fun park, uh, talk about what, what you're doing for business. Um, but just don't make an offer, give yeah. people value so that they actually start listening to you and following you. And then out of, let's call it 80% of the time you do that. And 20% of the time you can go, Hey, we sell XYZ widget drop in my DMS hashtag this, leave a comment or a like share it. If you want to, those are all asking people to do things. So out of every five times, if four of those times you're doing things to educate, entertain, help people out, um, that, that's a great way to start your process of becoming more popular. And then one time out of those five, if you just simply tell people what you do and tell them to reach out to you, you don't wear your audience out. You start attracting people that think like you, that look at the things that you, that you post about and go, wow, that's pretty interesting. That's another good reason to do mindset because you get real clear on how do you communicate with people. But if you do that, what our experience has been, especially inside of the trainings that we do is within 90 to 120 days, you start getting leads organically from there. We teach you the systems so that you don't have to do all the heavy lifting. And then from there, if you want to put some marketing to that bad boy, you're ready to to grow and scale your business. Um, So I believe that truly sharing value with other people is probably the best way to attract a crowd. Don't try to manufacture it, just share it. Yeah, that's, it goes back to how I run my business, right? Don't help people sell, uh, don't sell people, help people, right? People don't want to yeah. be sold, they want to be helped, right? 80-20, so remember that guys, 80-20, 80% value, 20% pitch or sale, right? But that's how we built our business. Like we didn't run ads in the beginning. I didn't have money to run ads. I was brand new, right? right. Like. I, I, I was brand new. I, I, I landed my first client and I did everything I could to keep her happy. And guess what happened? And I did everything outside of the scope of work. I did more than what was requested. 
because that's what you got to do. You got to over deliver. That goes back to another core value. And another thing I learned from Grant Cardone, right? Over deliver, over promise, over deliver. A lot of people under promise and over deliver. We'll switch it up. Always go for it. Go to next massive action, right? So, um, man, I lost my train of thought. Well, I think at the end of the day, what you were saying was it's important to make sure that 80% of the time you're delivering a ton of value. 20% of the time you're pitching your product. Um, But why not go ahead when you pitch your product? And even when you speak on social media, um, you you know, we, we resonate with this, bro. I don't have anybody on social media that talks about stupid shit Mm -hmm. like any, it's literally like every time I open up social media, somebody's winning, somebody's talking about overcoming something, somebody's talking about where they're going and what they're doing. I don't entertain thoughts. So I follow in like kind. I communicate the same way. Well, guess who I attract to me? People that think and look and act like that. It's, yeah. it's annoying to negative people to be around people like us. Yeah. They don't like it. We make them uncomfortable. Yeah. They, they call us dreamers and they can call me whatever the hell they want, but they don't cash my checks and my checks are big. So, yeah, you buddy. Know, <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and the world can keep doing what it's doing. Yeah. 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 80, 20 rule. So, you know, creating groups, Facebook groups, interacting with other people's groups, commenting on people's posts with value, right. Answering yeah, yeah. those questions doing free trainings. I built my business off of doing free trainings. We would go to brokerages offices. We do them virtual. We do them in person. I'd fly in and out. I'd fly in to see my clients. We'd meet with their teams, like do whatever you can to provide value to the marketplace, become the expert, become the authority in your marketplace, right? goes back to identifying your, your avatar, your perfect customer, like who you want to do business with, right? Once you have all that in place, then just pour gasoline on the fire. Then come see somebody like me to help you scale it up quickly, right? But, you know, organic, if you can do it, but it takes work, right? You got to be willing to get out there and put yourself out there. A lot of people are like, yeah, I love to do organic, but they're not willing to get on video and, and, and put themselves out there and help people and, and do free trainings and, you know, do things without getting paid, right? People always want to get paid. That was more money before they, you know, move. I just, the, the, the strangest part to me, man, is, um, you know, people say they want to own a business and then you tell them the things they have to do to want to own it, to keep the business going. They're like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Nobody asked you what you wanted. What you want is the result, right? Yeah. So get on a video. Well, I'm not very good at that. Get good at it. Oh, I, I, oh, you're not good on video and you can't afford a professional person to do it for you. I don't know what else to tell you. You don't want it bad enough. I know this, bro. I'm willing to do any damn thing I have to, to keep my businesses going Yeah, man. so much so that I don't have to do anything mostly for my businesses anymore <laughs> because I was willing to do whatever it took. And people need to get to the place where they put their ego aside and you don't act like a consumer going, well, I don't want to do that. Well, you need to do that until you can hire somebody to do that. That's just the bottom line. Do the things that others are not willing to do. You will become more successful, right? Yeah. And get get the results that others can't get. Yeah. And get, be, be willing to be uncomfortable, like embrace it. Like the things that you fear, the things that make you uncomfortable, embrace it, go toward it, pull it in, hug it, squeeze it, let it know. Dude, it scared the shit out of me every time I've ever done it in my life. And they've been the biggest wins that I've ever had. Yes. 
Why? Because you committed with your mindset and your life and just you said, you know what, we're going to fucking do it. And then when you get through it, you're like, wow, that's a fucking huge win, you know. And when you start getting a taste of that, the little ones, and you start getting the bigger ones and the bigger ones, then, then you're on, then you got momentum. That's another thing too. Yeah. We don't talk about momentum, right? Everybody wants to, you know, get a win and then sleep on the win tomorrow. Like, hello, like don't sleep, keep going, keep that gas pedal down. Like, you know, you got to keep that momentum. You got to continue to be persistent in business. You're going to have months where you're going to have fucking record months. That's not guaranteed that you're going to have that next month. Nothing's right. guaranteed, Right things happen the economy fucking drops out COVID hits whatever right there's so many different things that can impact your business that you don't have the control over so focus on the things you can control right that's your mindset that's your 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 circle what you consume and how you operate in the day-to-day life like you know those things we can control right things we can't don't worry about that that's how I feel right um if you start trying to worry about the things you can't control man you're just gonna fucking spin your wheels Focus on the things that are important to you and your life and your business. What do you think on that? I mean, a lot of people get distracted, right? Like, what are, what are your, some of your tips to, to stay focused in your day-to-day, right? Like, So, man, I've, you know, it's just my mindset. And this is why I believe some people are meant to be entrepreneurs and some aren't. Will, I become very singularly focused. And, and my wife makes fun of me. You, you know, you can have a conversation with me and I can be so focused. That I, can, I can have the conversation with you answer all the questions correctly and not even remember what we were talking about. Cause I'm off in my head doing something. I'm the kind of guy that comes home sometimes and leaves my car door, my, my truck door open <laughs> in the garage because I'm talking to a client. I'm yeah. the kind of guy that might leave a clothing trail all the way up to my office on the fourth floor of our home. So Robin knows where to come find me. Like, bro, <laughs> I, I've never really had too much trouble focusing, but here's the thing. I really, 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 really wanted to succeed at what I was doing. And I burned all the ships and this was my only avenue to make it happen. I didn't give me an out. Yep. Damn. That's and I think and a lot of people have that, that out, you know, they yeah. have money, they've got something waiting on them, a nest egg, whatever. There's always a reason for them to make an excuse on not being able to trigger that mindset enough to be able to do the business or be able to grow because something subconsciously is impacting that, right? That you, you got something that's holding you back or not making you burn the bridge, right? Like burn the fucking ships. You know what I'm saying? We are, we are all so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And it's not a judgment on anybody for not doing it, but you're absolutely right. Either in my life, one of two things has happened. Either I didn't have any other options or I have consistently created opportunities where I only had one avenue to take. And I think intuitively I knew that I needed that in order to do it. Um, lukewarm just doesn't get it done, man. It, and it'll never get it done. And, um, you know, I don't ever believe that there is such a thing as balance in life. But I do believe there is something called harmony. And I think it's important for each individual to work toward what that looks like. I'm not here to judge people, people that want to make $10 an hour and they're happy and, and that's the life they want to live. God bless you. As long as you aren't being rude to me or telling me things that don't work. Um, I, I accept a hundred percent where you are in life, but for those that want more, it's going to require more. And that's just what leadership requires. It's, it's, it's very hard lines that must be overcome in order for you to get there. And that's why we respect people that are great leaders. 
Because even if we don't know what they had to do, intuitively we know what they had to do. And, and we go, I don't know if I'm willing to do that or not. And that's okay. Those were the same questions I asked until I started hanging around people at higher and higher levels. And what happened is it just kind of rubs off on you and you start yeah, you acting know, the same. Let me, let me harp on that a little bit as well, because when I was younger, 16, 17, I always had older friends, right? I always been hanging out with 20, you know, 20, 30 year olds, hanging out with older people. Right. And one thing I always learned from them and they weren't like super successful people, but they were people that had regret. Right. One thing they always said was, and one thing I learned too is sacrifice, right? You're going to have sacrifice in your life. You either do it now or later. Do you want to be, you know, 50, 67 years old wishing now that you fucking made some decisions, right? You're going to have to make that sacrifice. I learned that super early. To, I'd rather make a sacrifice when I'm younger than wait till later. And you know, trying to play catch up. Right. Like, so like, that's, that's a big mindset shift that it took for me is learning from other people early on, not even successful people, just learning what not to do first. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, now I know what not to do. Now, how do I learn what to do? Right. And that just becomes like, you know, surround yourself with the, the correct environment and not letting your environment, you know, the negative environment, don't let yourself become a product of it. Right. Like you don't have to be that. Okay. So, you know, all those things are, are, are stupid, important sacrificing the ability to, you know, get rid of things that make you feel comfortable or, you know, the friends that, you know, you want to hang around because it's fun, but really not going anywhere. Right. These are sacrifices you got to cut in order to really, you know, self-develop and, and move forward in your life. If that's what you want. That's what this mindset masters and marketing is all about. Right. People I'm, I'm assuming the listeners come in here that the goal here is to teach you guys what's working for us in our business and in life. And we don't have it all figured out. We're learning things every day from everybody else. Our goal is to give back what we've learned, especially for myself. You know, I didn't have a father growing up. I didn't have these people teaching me this stuff. You know, my mom grew up, we'd go through the credit card. She didn't teach me credit. She didn't teach me any of that stuff. You know, I had to learn the hard way first. Right. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh shit, that I'm doing it the wrong way. And I had to dig deep, real deep. And start taking ownership for yourself and letting you know, like, good and bad is because of the things that I do, right? The things, the decisions that I make today. So if I'm attracting negative friends and people that are negative and I'm getting bad jobs and I'm getting bad things, well, it's because you're attracting that shit, right? When you start doing positive things and and investing in yourself and investing in mentorships and learning and helping others and becoming grateful, stop comparing yourself to others, right? Showing up every day, being persistent, that's what's worked for me continues to work for me and, and many, many people that we know. And, and I'm sure you can attest to that as well. Um, those are the formulas, man. It's very, it's very foundational stuff that we're talking about here today, but it's those things done consistently over time for many, many years. Like he said, 20 years guys. Right. So, you know, um, yeah. I'll, I'll leave you guys on this. Most people don't, consider the fact that everything has its season so when you plant an idea or somebody plants an idea in you it's usually six to nine months before that idea manifests at the time that it starts to manifest whether it's a good or bad result you're actually already in a reactionary mode because you're reacting to the harvest not what planted the seed 
So people constantly are chasing their tails because they're not aware of this germination time that the good or the bad is happening. And what happens is most people end up giving up early before they receive any benefit right. from the harvest. That's right. kind of like you, you tend to plant. It's just starting to get these little buds on, on, on the leaves and you eat the buds. And it's like, oh, that was a little too soon. That's the same thing as quitting on positive stuff. Yep. And, and, and the force of average will come against you in a lot of different ways. It'll try to get you to be bad for the money that you promise you pay every month to be a part of the mastermind group that you're in on and on and on. But that's really bad planning on your part. That's yeah, the not force a, of average will start to seep and doubt into your it, mind. Right. It's, it's real. We all deal with it every day. And then, and then the same thing with negativity, you know, you won't be consciously aware that someone is being negative around you but then that thought starts bouncing around in your head and a lot of times as you become more aware one of the things that happens you start feeling it in your body first you don't even know mentally that it's affecting you but the next thing you know you're off drinking that extra drink going to that bar gambling when you don't have any money to do it smoking the dope doing whatever because these people start to influence you and it's six to nine months later that you're getting the result and you don't know where you are. So it takes a very committed person. And this is what I wanted to leave you with. It takes a very committed person to understand how to break down and understand their core values. Who are you? Who are you? Number two question is this, what do you want? So many people, that's the moon that they're, that they're on. They say they want a business. Well, I don't want a business. I want what a business gives me. Yes. Just like therefore on a funnel. They want the they want that's the, the sale of it. Like, right. Yeah. That's the star that I'm shooting for is what I want. I know who I am, which is the starting point. I know what I want, which is the end point. What I'm willing to do in the middle is what is required based upon who I am to get there. And that's a very short distance. But what most people do is they go around in crazy circles for a long, long time eating the, their own seed. Yeah. So figure out who you are, figure out what you want, and then find the vehicle to help you get there. Mm. Because every other bit of it, we can all help you with, any of us that are doing different things in business. So I, re- I appreciate you having me here, man. Thank you, my friend. It was a, such a pleasure having you on. You know, you have a lot of knowledge, so I really appreciate you sharing it with the listeners. If everybody's tuning in, I hope you guys found this podcast incredibly helpful. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Once again, this is episode four, Mindset Masters in Marketing. Your host, Will Hyder, Chris Whitehead. Thank you so much once again for coming on. And uh, we will see you again at the next event. You're coming up real soon. Super excited. All right, my friend. Thank you so much, man. Have a great rest of your night, okay? Appreciate you, Will. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one.